Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I messed with Texas. It's high noon for Monday, October 19th, 2020. It's high afternoon, I suppose. I'm late. I'm behind. I'm tardy. I've been delayed. By flying through the sky on a bus with wings. I just got back from Austin, Texas. I don't think that I got COVID on the airplane. It's amazing how that doesn't happen ever. It's one of like those, one of those, uh, those rooted truths that are just unavoidable. We have not had a spreading event. On planes. Okay. They're indoors. Is it the masks? (laughs) No. Of course not. But doesn't happen. And how is that? Also. I've mentioned this before many times. But there hasn't been an outbreak of. Coronavirus among the homeless. The homeless have not been dying. If they were. Lord knows we would hear about it. So, still, uh, still COVID-free, I think. Just going to keep on keeping on. Speaking of COVID, it's been like three weeks since uh, Ron DeSantis. Actually, more than three weeks. It's been three and a half weeks since Ron DeSantis fully opened Florida. They can have packed football stadiums. No outbreak. Where's their big death spike? Everybody's always scared. I always remember fondly when Amanda Mull in the Atlantic magazine wrote the article calling Georgia partially reopening at the beginning of May. I think she wrote this on May 4th. A, an experiment in human sacrifice. So far... That has not happened. But if you just wait two more weeks, maybe it will. 
Wait two more weeks for everything. These people are really, really terrible at predicting stuff. And they're always so goddamn unhinged. I mean, you cannot just write something and say that the governor of Georgia is trying an experiment in human sacrifice and then not have anything happen and still be taken seriously. And these guys have been suggesting these spikes now for six months and they don't happen. They don't happen. They never happen. Not in one place. Nowhere. Never. They just keep making it up. And why isn't the news covering Florida and how irresponsible they are? We're not going to hear much about Florida anymore, are we? Because they did it right. Who didn't do it right? Anthony Fauci. By the way, my voice is a little scratchy because I uh, just (laughs) went a little bit too heavy on the old drinks and smokes in Texas, you know. It's just that kind of place. I was celebrating my friend's birthday and uh, celebrate we did. But so one of the worst predictors of anything is uh, our Lord and Savior, Anthony Fauci, who Donald Trump has now called a disaster, which is fucking fantastic. I wish he had done this in May. That would have probably (laughs) saved the country a lot of pain. But uh, I understand why he didn't. I talked about all this in uh, in revisionist history. I don't think that Trump is in a position or was in a position where he could have disputed the things that Fauci was saying and not had people go absolutely bonkers, which, of course, they're doing today. But it doesn't work anymore because everybody knows Fauci's wrong now. Um, and Fauci went on 60 Minutes last night like he fucking Dorky little turtleneck. God, I hate that guy. <laughs> he just, he honestly looks like, like the really bitch ass version of a supervillain. Like, whereas like Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey look like actual supervillains. Fauci just looks like a little, uh, Fauci looks like he wants to be a supervillain. He looks like he should be like a supervillain's assistant. Like they're bag man. Like he just walks around behind the supervillain. He's like, uh, what do you call him? Alfred in Batman? Except that's an insult to Alfred. But he's, he's kind of on that level. It would be great actually because he would, just by being so incompetent, he would actually make it so that the supervillain couldn't achieve the, the spread of of evil and chaos that he's after. So Anthony Fauci is like the, uh, the cure to super villainy. (laughs) Ah, shit. I think I'm still hung over. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, Trump nailing Fauci on that makes me very happy. Um, because it allows the narrative to be shifted. You know, like if if Anthony Fauci is no longer like this sacred cow, if he's uh, if people are allowed to publicly 
talk about how bad he is at his job, we're able to have a much more productive conversation. And, you know, Twitter shut down Scott Atlas's account for uh, for a while from like Saturday to Sunday because Scott Atlas had tweeted about how masks don't work. And of course, masks don't work. And so it's like not okay to publish that science now because it's too dangerous. It's disinformation. No. They don't want other opinions out there. Even if those opinions align with reality more. Like the belief that masks don't work. Because all the science says they don't work. And that's why mask mandates have not slowed the spread anywhere. They don't affect the curve at all. So how can they be working? All they do is make stupid people feel like heroes. We should all just kneel down and worship them, worship their mask. Fucking maskies. I originally was only going to use maskies to talk about the uh, the generation of like utter weaklings we are going to be raising, but now it's now it's for their parents too. Maskies are all the same. Like, how can anybody be this dumb? I just don't understand it, you know. And and I think about it more when I'm uh, traveling because you know the only other time I wear a mask is when I'm in a, a, a private business establishment and, you know, I care about their liability and respecting the fact that it's their space and not mine, right? But if you go on a plane, you have no choice. You have to wear one of those fucking masks, like one of the like ones that totally covers your face. Like I usually wear a bandana. And, uh, yeah, those things are disgusting. But not only they are, are they disgusting, no one wears them right. Including me, by the way, but that's intentional because I want to breathe and I don't want to be forced to comply with authoritarian idiocy. And can we please just admit that they don't work? It's so silly. It's so goddamn silly. Like... You're on the plane with all these other people and you know that the mask isn't doing anything, but then also anyone who wants to eat or drink can just take their mask off. So like COVID can't spread while you're eating. What in the world are we pretending for? Right? If someone was uh, highly symptomatic and they were sitting on the plane and they decided to eat and drink throughout their their trip it really doesn't matter at all that other people are wearing masks like this just doesn't make sense and you know you get off the plane and you're walking through the airport and People in the little airport uh, restaurants, you know, they aren't wearing masks because they're eating and sitting there together. So, like, does the COVID air 
is it, does it stop at the uh, the edge of the restaurant? Like it can't go into the main concourse. Like over on the side, that's where <laughs> this area has lots of COVID, and then there's just uh, a COVID stopping force shield at like the edge of of the Sparrow or Fuddruckers or whatever the hell they have at the airport. Why do we have to pretend? Why do we have to pretend? Oh, it's so frustrating. It makes me so mad to think about it. There's just no goddamn reason to be wearing masks. Oh, God. It makes me so mad. <laughs> All right, I got to settle down a little bit. Um, yeah, so they censored uh, Scott Atlas's tweet. Scott Atlas has been right the entire time about the coronavirus. Anthony Fauci has been wrong the entire time about coronavirus. There is not one single thing that Anthony Fauci did that was helpful or correct. I would love to hear someone tell me. And God damn, man, I am really, really sick about this, uh, sick of this argument about how when they weren't recommending masks, that that was the point at which they were lying. And it was to preserve PPE for doctors. Like, no, it wasn't. And, and first of all, okay, first of all, there's no way to believe that. Because it is so stupid. It defies logic. All right? But second of all, if they lied about that, you shouldn't listen to them for anything else. I, it's unbelievable to me that people are running around making excuses for public health officials on the basis that they lied for our own good. We couldn't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. Um, it makes no sense, okay? If they were being saved for doctors, why wouldn't they just tell us that? Why wouldn't they say, hey, uh, we need the PPE for the doctors, but put a bandana over your face and that'll help you. That's not what they said. The masks that people wear are not PPE. They're just little shields, little, little napkins, wrap a napkin around your face. And it's, it's so convenient because then once you get COVID through your mask, you, you already have a tissue just right there. So if you need to like cough or blow your mouth or something, or blow your mouth. <laughs> What the fuck? Man, my brain is working slow today. Yeah, so blow your nose, whatever. But people will people will tell us that they were just lying back then to preserve PPE, and they accept that answer. And I guess that they think that that we should accept it, like them saying it means that we also should say the same story so that no one can be mad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not mad, so you shouldn't be mad either. And here's the thing I told myself to no longer be mad. Like, yeah, it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense, but 
I'll tell you what, it does feel a whole lot better to say all the things that everyone else says. That's how I feel accepted in the world. Just knowing that everyone else agrees with me fills me with a great warmth. I'm so smart. And it's the, the greatest thing is that all I have to do is say the thing that other people say and the fact that they already said it and that I got it from them means I already know they agree with me. I don't have to think at all. Hallelujah. Why do we have to believe that? I feel so disrespected by people when they try to push this bullshit on me. And why in the world would it be sound advice during a pandemic to save PPE for doctors if it was so effective that it could actually save the public and then people wouldn't get sick in the first place and the pandemic would go away. Like, what? So either masks do work and our public health officials lied to us or they don't work and our public health officials are now lying to us. The ones who say that, which not all of them do. Regardless, there's no reason to trust these people, especially not the supervillain's assistant. It's like the supervillain's dorky little brother. God, fucking Anthony Fauci, man. So uh, let's switch gears here. I can't believe I talked about that for that long. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. You You guys decide. If you hated it, then I'm sorry. If you didn't, then I meant to do it. Um, Joe Biden, today is a Monday morning, right? Joe Biden called a lid until the debate on Thursday, which means Joe Biden is not going to be making public appearances or talking to reporters. Why is that? Well, it's because the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden scandal is a real thing. And listening to quote unquote smart people talking about how it's not a big deal. And I, you know, there are some podcasts that I listened to that I, people I really, really respected and enjoyed listening to. And they are just completely disconnected from reality. They're like, this story is not even about Joe Biden. It's about Hunter Biden. Like as if the problem is that he's a meth head. That's not the problem. The problem is that he's compromised by our enemies which means Joe is compromised by our enemies. And that's before accounting for the fact that Joe Biden was actually selling his political power for millions of dollars to our adversaries. This stuff is undeniable, and that's why they're not denying it. The emails are real. The pictures and videos are real. Joe Biden doesn't deny it. His campaign doesn't deny it. Joe Biden gets mad when reporters ask about it. 
even though these news organizations are just straight up running cover for him. It is so, so despicable what our press is doing now. And if you only dip into the uh, the muddy drinking hole <laughs> that my horse Bessie shit in, uh, if you're getting your information from that still, of course you think these things. You think it's not a big deal. These people think Joe Biden's up 10 points. Joe Biden ain't up 10 points. Joe Biden might be up 10 points in California and Illinois and New York and Massachusetts and Hawaii. But he's not up 10 points in the nation. And he's not up 10 points in these battleground states. This is lunacy. Like the idea that only polls can tell us the truth about the presidential race is insane to me. Trump regularly has 30 to 40,000 people at his rallies. Joe Biden has eight people. No one shows up to Joe Biden events. And then he'll have like the drive-in events, like where people listen from their car. Can you imagine? Can you imagine doing something so boring? My God, I cannot imagine what it would feel like to be like, come on, honey, let's let's pack the kids into the car. We're going to drive down to uh, the Walmart parking lot and listen to a decrepit old man lie about politics. I mean, Joe Biden is still out there saying that Donald Trump said there were very fine people on both sides and that he was talking about neo-Nazis and white supremacists. It's just not true. But Biden will say it. He doesn't care. Biden will say whatever goes on the teleprompter. And it is really embarrassing watching his events because... Not only are they so poorly attended, but more Trump supporters show up to them than Biden supporters. And they just like will honk their horns during his speech. It's so disrespectful. But uh, I mean, fuck it. And so they're not they're not denying that any of this stuff is real. And of course, it is real. It's authentic. It really happened. It's on a computer. Who knows? And who cares? how the computer got into Rudy Giuliani's hands. Supposedly the FBI had it for a year and sat on it. If that's true, that's terrible. And I can't wait for that to be proven. Because if that's proven, that means that the FBI had exonerating evidence regarding Donald Trump's impeachment in their hands at that time and did nothing with it. That's Terrible. Terrible. And so then this weekend you have uh, Adam Schiff, potentially the most dishonest man in the world. I mean, Adam Schiff looks like a liar. Actually, he looks like a matchstick. Who lies? But he said that uh, this was a, a Russian disinformation campaign. No, it's not. How in the world? Again, this is one of those things that like if you're going to try to tell me this, I'm going to either think that you don't respect me or you don't respect yourself or both because there's no way that anyone can believe anything that stupid. Like the Russian hackers created all of this real 
stuff? Huh? The Biden campaign will not say that it's that it's not real. The emails are real. They've been confirmed by other people who were in the emails. So how can it be Russian disinformation? Like they had all this stuff and now they just released it now to to mess with Joe Biden. That's what Russia did. Come on. And by the way, even if they did so fucking what? Sorry, Joe, you're a criminal. Your son's a criminal. You guys are both anti-American and you sold out your country. Period. End of story. Don't care how I found it out. I don't understand why anyone is accepting any of these lines of reasoning. It is so embarrassing to try to convince other adults that the real emails are also Russian disinformation and that by us caring about them, we are somehow helping Vladimir Putin. That is just such profound bullshit. And it's especially bullshit from people who literally did that. Adam Schiff participated in spreading Russian disinformation. So did Hillary Clinton. That's what the Russia hoax was. And Schiff spent years saying that he had evidence. He had no evidence. While doing that, they were intentionally weakening an American president. You think that doesn't help our adversaries? And like I said the other day, they know the argument on why this stuff is a problem because they made the argument in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020. They just forget the argument now because this is actually real and this is happening to their guy. So when it was fake and it was about Trump, no problem. Run with it. Before the election, sure, go for it. No big deal. Tell everyone that the president is a Russian asset, Putin's puppet, blah, blah, blah. Weakening the American president and presidency is what they did. And now they want to put a man into that office who is actually legitimately compromised. Now, there's supposed to be more stuff coming out tonight. And uh, I imagine that there's going to be more stuff coming out every single day until the election. Um, If I was Biden, I would not want to come out of the basement either. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. It's it's unbelievable what this party is doing and what they're capable of. It's shocking to me. And the media is just so complicit. I cannot wait till this process is over just so we never have to listen to these people ever again. Fucking Jeffrey Tubin is suspended now because he like showed his penis on a Zoom call. I don't even understand how you do that. Like you're on a Zoom call. And then you forget you're on a Zoom call? It is a mind-boggling. My mind has been fully boggled. And so last thing. And then I have to get my mind unboggled. So this afternoon, Pete Buttigieg tweeted... 
Uh, hold on, I want to get this. Yeah, vote as soon as you can. Vote as soon as you can. Like, <laughs> they actually, I. it is unbelievable to me that Democrats and Democrat voters are not able to understand these things. I am really beginning to think that they are the stupidest people on earth. And I'm sorry to whoever that might offend, but how else can you say it at this point? There is no reason whatsoever why you would need a vote earlier rather than later. Just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter unless you're either going to plan on doing something fucked up on election day or if you know that a ton of stuff is still coming out about your candidate and no one will want to vote for him anymore. And there's certainly no way to believe that they're up 10 points if they're desperate to get votes in as fast as possible. Vote as soon as you can. From one of the Democratic candidates for president who actually stuck around for quite a while in the primaries. Vote as soon as you can. How about no, man? Like, how about everybody just vote on November 3rd how it's supposed to be? This early voting nonsense is just bananas. It's fucking pointless. And it's bad for the country. Couple days to vote beforehand? Fine. A month of voting is not fine. Especially when you have a party that's going to use the fact that people are already voting as a cudgel and as a uh, as a reason, a rationalization for why the president shouldn't be able to do his job. Oh, you can't do that. People are already voting. Well, that was your choice, dumbasses. It's really funny how many things Republicans used to complain about with all of the, the voter fraud type stuff, these issues, and how we're seeing them all actually play out as true in real life. From the mail-in voting problems to the voter ID stuff, which we should definitely have nationwide after this election. I hope Trump wins, and I hope that they do something with that. Because the idea that that poor black people can't get IDs is not only racist, it's just so stupid and wrong. If they can fill out a mail-in ballot from their house and mail it in, they can get an ID. And we can figure out who the people are who really can't, and we can get them for them. Insane that we're all just expected to believe that there will be no problems with voting because everyone knows that mail, that voter fraud doesn't really happen. Except nobody knows that. It does happen. This is only a media narrative that it doesn't happen. They stick to it to make people believe it so that these legitimate complaints are made to sound illegitimate. And then, of course, you get called a conspiracy theorist for bringing them up. Even though just the other day they announced that 372,000 mail-in ballot applications were rejected in Pennsylvania. So you're doing it wrong. 
And that's obvious. And Pennsylvania, as important as it is, would be a real bad place to have huge voter fraud fuck ups. But that's exactly what's happening. And they've made the system that way. It was no one else's choice but Democrats to try to change the system of voting a few months before an election. And remember when they had the fucking unmitigated gall to tell us that we needed to have universal unsolicited mail-in balloting all across the country. That's what they held up coronavirus relief for. Unbelievable. All right, I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to Hope's Fall. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm Your Moderator. If you have feedback, you can email heymoderator at imyourmoderator.com or use the hashtag heymoderator on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, search Be Reasonable on Patreon, where I'll have additional daily-ish segments in a special podcast feed of the show, as well as my writing and audio readings of those articles. You can also go to anchor.fm slash be reasonable and become a supporter there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Be reasonable. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!